Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. I am a female leader in the professional sports industry, and my front office resume includes titles like General Manager, Vice President of Corporate Partnerships, and Director of Sales. Did you know that less than 25% of leadership roles in the sports and entertainment industry are held by women? We've got work to do. Why? Because companies with gender and or culturally diverse executive teams were 21% to 35% more likely to outperform the competition. Simply put, diverse leadership helps your bottom line. The Leadership is Female podcast is here to help. Marian Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. So I am here as your host to create visibility by interviewing successful women who work in sports to uncover opportunities and teach you the tips and the mindset that will get you to the top faster. I believe there's enough room at the table for all of us. Take your seat and join me week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. We will lead you forward because leadership is female. Hey leaders, let me be blunt. Sometimes in order to level up, you've got to get a new job. Because of this awesome community we have created here for engaged sports professionals and leaders in adjacent industries, opportunities are floating to this community. Do you want to hear about them? I want to share these new opportunities with you. Recently, I've included listings of available jobs in our newsletter and will continue to do so. If you aren't on that newsletter list, you can add your email at leadershipisfemale.com. And if you are hiring, email me at my personal email, emilyjansen at gmail.com, so that I can share your open role. If we want to continue to add diverse, talented leaders to our businesses, we have to look for new ways to recruit this diverse talent. 80% of our listeners on the Leadership is Female podcast are women. Find your next great hire here. Let's go. Lonnie Cooper is a renowned industry-leading expert in health, fitness, and recovery and is best known as the CEO and founder of Mobot, the world's first water bottle and foam roller in one. Stretching and hydration are two pillars of recovery, so the Mobot water bottle and roller is pretty much the perfect piece of equipment for your next workout. To know Lonnie is to know someone intensely passionate about the power of prevention, having a positive impact, and delivering the best results for her community. Lonnie's success is due to a culmination of years as a business owner and three successful exits, as well as her decades of work in the Australian health industry as a sports therapist, a wellness coach, vegan chef, and yoga instructor. Lonnie's inspired desire to approach recovery saw her launch Mobot out of a garage she rented on the Gold Coast of Australia. Her vision for Mobot was to be holistic in its approach to healing, much like her own personal experience, and create a movement around sustainable recovery. Lonnie gave us some incredible advice today. It felt like interviewing a sports mindset guru who had developed a product to keep my eye on the wellness ball during a busy life and career. She talks mindset, grit, loving yourself, and how to get back up again. P.S. I purchased myself my very own Mobot, and I absolutely love it. So head on over to Mobot.com, that's M-O-B-O-T.com, and use the code ROLLWITHUS20 for 20% off. Thank you, Lonnie. I hope you love this interview as much as I do. Let's go. Welcome to the Leadership is Female podcast, Lonnie Cooper, founder and CEO of Mobot. So happy to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. So tell us who you are and what you do. 
My name is Lani Cooper and I'm the founder and CEO at Mobot and Mobot is a two-in-one eco-friendly foam roller water bottle that you can travel with so you can hydrate sustainably and look after your body and, and perform better on the go. And that was the next question. What is Mobot? And let's, let's kind of tweak that to, to why Mobot? Uh, well, MOBOT stands for Movement Bottle, short for Movement Bottle, um, and I wanted to uh, create a brand. When I first started, I looked at brands like uh, Harley Davidson and things like that when they did their rebrand, and, and, you know, an accountant can go and get on his Harley, put on a helmet and see a biker, and they have a nod and, a, and an assumption about who they are and what they care about when they see each other. I was like, can we do that for health and wellness and sustainability when you see someone with a particular product you know immediately what their values are and what they care about so that was sort of the the crux of when I started going can I create that and uh, it's kind of it's worked and we get great uh, feedback of people meeting someone else with a mobot and going oh you either you know Lani because I talk to everyone um, but you know their values that they you know what they stand for environmentally socially and also health-wise why did you found this company and where did you sort of see the gap um, in the water bottle and also wellness industries? Uh, this is my fifth business. Um, so I'd had several businesses in Australia uh, before I moved here. And I had come from an athletic and physical therapy, yoga, sports background. So I was actually quite frustrated that a lot of my clients and athletes weren't taking more seriously the rehabilitation tools and measures they needed to recover faster. And most people come to me when they were already broken. So they got an injury or they needed something fixed. And I love to help people and uh, including myself. So I needed it too. And I was like, what could I do to inspire and motivate people to uh, take it more seriously, make it a prehabilitation and a fun tool. Because uh, what I noticed that was people thought by having a foam roller back then that you were injured or you're broken or there's something wrong with you. And look, let's be honest, they're cumbersome and ugly and most of them are a toxic nightmare. So I was wondering how I could create something and I wanted to make something you know beautiful and tangible that's in front of you that inspires you to want to do something that kind of does hurt a little bit at first but when you get into the rhythm of it and literally get on a roll uh it the the difference is life-changing it's it's transformative and that's a lot of the feedback that we get that people can't not do this now and it doesn't take away from not going to a therapist or physical therapy uh exercise or a real massage but how we don't get to do that all day, every day. So this is like having a physical therapist at your fingertips uh, when you need it. So explain to us how someone uses Mobot. Pretty self-explanatory. If you see it, you know, visit, visit the website, check it out. Um, but it's a foam roller and a water bottle in one. So does it come with a set of recommendations? You know, what do you, what do you tell the customers? 
Yeah, we have uh, tips for, you know, how to roll certain uh, body parts and things like that on our website, on YouTube. I mean, even if you Google foam rolling or trigger point therapy, there's a lot that comes up. There's a lot of great professionals and influencers out there that share a lot of tips on foam rolling. What we found was even with all those tips out there, because you couldn't take it with you and most of the time when you need it, it's not on you. So most people are running in and out of the gym. No one's allocating an hour to do rolling or, or recovery. So it's like in in those in-between moments when we're traveling in the car at the office on the plane stuck at the airport what can I have on people to so that they can tweak because I find it's the little things consistently that we do often that create daily healthy habits that help us feel better with anything with hydration with foam rolling with meditation stretches it's with everything so I want to encourage those micro moments to uh, make you feel good so you would use it uh, you put your body weight against it whether you're in a chair, uh, a seat on the plane, uh, use uh, against a wall, or when you get the most pressure is when you're on the floor. So that is when it might uh, not tickle so much, so to speak. Um, but you're using your body weight against it. This one is, is more designed to be trigger point, which is helping uh, dig in and release stuck uh, tissue, fascia or knots. You breathe and once that lets go, uh, you are able to get a better range of motion. So that is also helping people get a better mind-body connection because it's connecting to breath, which we all forget about, which is the best free stress relief tool that is out there. This kind of is like an active meditation. So your body can't do two things at once. So it can't be in physical pain and emotional pain. So even if you're stressed out and not feeling the physically, you could get down on the ground and roll out your upper back. Your brain is not thinking about your ex-boyfriend or anything like that. It's thinking about the pressure point. You have to breathe to get through it. And both disappear in like 30 to 60 seconds. It, it's quite phenomenal once you get into it, how quickly we can self-regulate our nerv nervous system and ourselves to distract ourselves in a healthy way from stress. Wow. We, <laughs> I'm like loving everything you're saying right here. A lot of the topics that come up in these female leadership conversations are around stress, work-life balance, how to make room in your life for meditation, exercise, those stress relieving activities that we know that we need to do, but we seem to let everything else creep to the top of the to-do list before we're taking care of ourselves. So what you've really designed is something that can eliminate those excuses and is sort of at the ready as you're drinking water all day to help you have those more mindful moments. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy the little things that we need that we forget. And I think it's until we realize how powerful they are, not just in choosing to love ourselves, but choosing to do the things that look after us, that we realize the power it has and that we make time to fit those in. And that's what I wanted to do is create easier moments for people to squeeze in things that make us feel better. Because yes, you're right, like stress and I mean, stress, chronic pain, lower back pain. Uh, we've all been sitting in the prawn position for the last 18 months stuck at our computer. Uh, even those things are gonna dehydrate us more. So if you're already starting at a negative, 
and we're not camels, so we're not storing it, so we've got to keep replenishing it, I will not, uh, my not negotiable start the day with at least a litre or, you know, 30 to 40 ounces of water, wait an hour, then have my coffee and let my body build up to the, you know, enormous day I usually have. So without those things, um, I don't think I'd be able to achieve what I achieve and still feel the way I feel. And I we hear that from a lot of people. It's made it easier to hydrate more, which we're all in a dehydrated straight state, like 70% of Americans are chronically dehydrated, which is a leading cause of injury and illness when, you know, muscles and everything are so tight. It's not, uh, we have to replenish that. Um, and then looking after our body, like working out is like the big, you know, buzzword, but uh, how do you perform better and avoid injury? You have to look after yourself in between. Awesome tips right there. Even just it, it's so simple, yet so many people don't do it. When you wake up, drink water. <laughs> and, you know, having this- It's almost too simple. Yeah, I know. And, and isn't that what we're coming up with today is like back to the foundations of simplicity and how we should work, operate, you know, those, those simple reminders um, is what we're missing when we're chasing these big goals or going after these big projects. It's like you're skipping over- the little things that you should be doing to take care of yourself and your body along that journey. You, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you, you talked about when, um, when we met and when I read your bio and, and all the information on Mobot um, about a specific hurdle that you've had to overcome, you mentioned a traumatic life event, suffering a TBI and ultimately working your way through a full recovery Thank you for getting so vulnerable and sharing that because I think that really helps to lead us forward. And can you tell us about that accident and how you use self-care rituals to make a full recovery? So impressive. Thank you. And, and thank you for acknowledging that because I'm more confident talking about it now, but it did take me quite a few goes at being confident to share it because every time I share it, my body goes into this PTSD because the memory is stored in my body, not my brain. I lost a lot of my memory and cognitive and speech and, and just normal functioning abilities. So um, it was very scary and it did last many, many years. I'm super grateful to have had, uh, you know, a background in physical therapy and recovery. So I also had connection to a lot of um, people in my life and doctors that really helped me out. Um, but yes, it did take uh, many years. Uh, ironically, uh, stand-up comedy is the thing that helped uh, me because it would knock me down from using my brain. I was sensitive to light, laughter, sound, um, and things around me. And uh, I guess it's like uh, building up a muscle. You kind of tear it down, it repairs, and then you know you get better. So over the years, I have. I stick to pretty religiously some um, helpful brain uh, routines because I believe that, you know, a healthy brain, which is our computer, is a healthy life, healthy mindset, healthy everything. If your computer is broken, then there's no almost no amount of willpower that you can use to over, overcome that. So that's where like health and nutrition really become even more important. Uh, you can do your affirmations, you can do all of that, but if you're not healthy, uh, it may not work as well for you. Yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. And it's interesting to think about the brain as the computer for our body and 
really the importance of keeping that healthy and so many ways to do so. And you've mentioned all the ways you can do that with Mobot. And uh, I, I think it's, it's such a um, awesome, awesome tool. And you've had, like you said, five companies that you've, you've started. It's a really big question in just a few simple words. What are four keys? And I love the number four. Um, so that's what we stick with. Four keys to building a successful product company. Oshka, just four. (laughs) Just four, Uh, just four. Can you narrow that one in for us? Like I said, simple Um, question, really, really big answer. Yeah, I I think taking on uh, your experience uh, and and whatever adversity you've overcome, even if it's hiding in the shadows and you're not prepared to to talk about it yet, it is a superpower that can help you down whatever path you're you're going down and help others, help more people than you realise. I think a sense of purpose and aligning with your personal values. So that's definitely something that's helped me to make sure I keep aligning with my values, even if something looks lucrative and fun and I want to do it, does it align with my values and my mission and where I want to go? Um, so, you know, it takes a bit of self-awareness would be, I guess, one after all that tangent, sorry, um, and uh, resilience um, and attention to detail. So having uh, flexibility uh, to stay focused and you may deviate a little bit from your goal, but keeping that uh, that big picture, the, the further picture in mind and then reverse engineering back. So, um, and then letting go mentally and physically, uh, trying sort of to detach, um, whether you want to call it ego, uh, but detach uh, from it so that you can step away and not be drawn in by the complications that come with um, business and life these days. And uh, finding ways and tools to uh, access and sustain uh, positive emotions and drive. Uh, You have to be pretty resilient and resourceful and optimistic. Uh, As a founder, it becomes very, very lonely. So you've got to be your own biggest fan. Those are amazing tips. And I I just have to restate a couple of things that I, I heard you say. Finding ways and tools to sustain a positive emotion and drive, detach your ego from business. I think that's that's a really challenging one for a lot of people. I won't say just women. I mean, you get tied into these titles. I mean, that's how I introduced you today is, is Lonnie, founder and CEO of Mobot, when I could say Lonnie, stand-up comedian, um, water ski enthusiast. Um, <laughs> Australian powerhouse, you know, there's like so many ways that I can introduce you, but you get so innately tied to your title. It becomes difficult um, to separate those things. Do you have any tips or any, any sort of life hacks that you've um, helped to, to nail that? Oh, I, a big believer in uh, creating a mental toolbox or having as many tools as possible. So any, everything from that's out there, and I may mention some acronyms that people might have to Google, but, you know, EFT, NLP, hypnosis, um, essential oils. I use essential oils a lot and a, um, a technique uh, that they, uh, that, oh gosh, now I've forgotten the name. Ah, oh, this happens occasionally. Oh, bugger. Um, but where you kind of ground and connect, uh, gosh, I'm 
my goodness, I can't believe I forgot that. Um, <laughs> anyway, use essential oils and uh, connection to positive moments and uh, try to bring those in like a bank account and create a memory and a connection to tap into those when I'm not going through positive moments. Because I believe, you know, a lot of this is about recovery and transition. So you're always going to go through things, but how, or you're going to fall down. It's how long you're down and how quickly you get back up and how quickly you get going again. So recovery and transition, whether it's physical or emotional, is really what it's about. I mean, even, you know, if I'm cooking a bad meal, it's about the recovery of the things I put in, how I transition to make it amazing and no one knew. Or if I'm on stage and I feel like I'm bombing, it's like, what's the recovery and transition I can go through? So I try and apply those to, you know, down cycles, uh, the ups and downs of business as well. Oh my God. I'm like choking over my words over here. Cause those are such, <laughs> such great tips and little, uh, you know, life hacks really that have helped you to not lose yourself in building this amazing company. And the success of Millbot is in no small part to the brand's abiding popularity. And you've got a sling of high profile celebs that have, um, endorsed and, and love the product. I'll read off a couple of names here. Um, Lucy Hale, David Beckham, Brooke Burke, Kelly Slater, Mark Wahlberg, Chris Hemsworth, Jessica Elba. How do you land all these people? Um, a lot have been uh, organic in the early days through friends of friends and just, you know, realistically working hard over here nonstop and, and talking to people. A lot of the time I'm not very familiar um, with uh, a lot of the industry. Um, so I have a lot of great, great contacts. My business partner um, is from the entertainment world and also we've used, you know, great PR and publications. Our CMO is fantastic communications and press. We've received a lot of uh, organic and earned media, which is really exciting. And I, I think just you know, at first it's a novelty, like this is cool, this is new, this is weird, this is beautiful, this is, what is this? Um, until people get it and they use it and it works, um, then they become, you know, fans and supporters, you know, particularly like say when um, you're pregnant, you really need to hydrate. Sciatica is a real, you know, thing. Um, so making sure that you roll out or you massage, even just sitting still for a few minutes and putting the moment behind you on a couch or something really helps to relieve a lot of pressure from those sorts of things so I think when celebrities have it and it's easier to take with them it's portable and you know making cool cute designs which was um was what I was really about I wanted people to have something that um looked cool and didn't say anything about you know maybe I need to do recovery work it's like no I'm actually I care about myself you know self-care first and sustainability, obviously, as well. I think I think that's become even more prominent uh, during the pandemic. You guys, we have a new website, leadershipisfemale.com. Please visit us and know that we are here to help get you to the top faster. Are you a career female looking for an edge? Are you looking for answers on how you can level up? Our purpose is to bring interviews with female leaders in sports each week through this podcast, Leadership is Female, so you can uncover opportunities, hear tips to elevate your career, learn from our mistakes and successes so that you can get to the top faster. We're giving you all the advice we know now that we wish we knew then. We're extending a hand back to lead you forward. 
let's go visit leadershipisfemale.com. Join our newsletter, check out all the episodes of the podcast and stay tuned for more resources to lead you forward. Leadershipisfemale.com. Yeah, 100%. This podcast is called Leadership is Female and you're a female founder. What challenges have you faced in running your companies and how have you used overcoming these challenges to inspire others? Um, <laughs> Another big question. Another big I know. question. I keep uh, throwing these big ones at you, but you, you got it. No, that's right. I mean, I, it's really... Um, a shame. I don't like to use that word uh, to me that we have to put female founder. I'm a founder and I am up there with, you know, and competing with and either beating or chasing as many men as I am, you know, women, it, it, it should be on the founder. Um, so, but I understand it and it, they are very behind that eight ball, uh, if that's a saying over here. Um, uh, with that but I've, I've embraced it because you know in the beginning I did find myself pretzeling myself to be more like them to compete and to be accepted and to, to get in there and it was probably the unhappiest I've been um I'm naturally a tomboy at heart, grew up with a lot of brothers and boys in the country, do a lot of, you know, play rugby, all that kind of stuff. Um, but at my essence as a woman, what that what makes building a community and growing the company the way that we think and do creatively is my power and it is my special source and tapping back into that was uh, challenging but rewarding. And I think, you know, loving yourself is what changes your life more than anything. It, it's it's the biggest thing that you can do. And there's so many things in society telling women that they're not enough, they're not a good enough from a very young age, which I believe we can use to our advantage because it's technically an adver adversity when we overcome that. I don't need to buy that to make me look or feel a certain way. I feel it first and now I choose to buy that because I like it. Um, that's where I think some of the messaging going into to young girls that, uh, that we're not good enough so they can sell something to us. Um, and look, I sell a product as well. So I'm not all about, you know, not doing that, but making sure that we align with something that's actually going to give us value, give back to the community and, you know, even the planet. I don't know if I answered your question. Sorry, I can go on so many tangents. I'm passionate about this subject because I have overcome a lot to, to get here, but just trying to pick uh, one. <laughs> I know. And you said a lot of good things there. Loving yourself is the best thing that you can do was, was the foundation. And when you tried to emulate or, um, you know, be like some of the male founders or, or um, other, you know, men that were out there running companies, running product companies, like you said, it was the most unhappy you'd ever been. And it goes back to that authentic leadership and you are who you are and that's what makes you special and gives you your special sauce yeah it's just waiting for them to catch up technically because still when I would uh, meet with investors and different things like that they're looking for a certain thing that they've always seen so it gives them comfort to know this man came from this college and this and that he's got this exit and he's got this before and I completely understand it I've been on sports teams and stuff and, and there's a certain way that you select because you want to win um, and every now and then you've got to build you know the sandlot kids and and give people a chance yeah. 
So, um, you know, I'm def I definitely have loved building that side of it. We take on a lot more new to investment, uh, investing in the company, because I like to teach people because I didn't have that and people make it scary. So women and minorities, I would rather take on a smaller investment and have uh, a beautiful cap table of people that care and are driven by similar things and want to learn and grow than, you know, a lot of what is out there. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> ah. What has been the tipping point in your career or even with the company? It's a great question. Um, for me personally was when we were able to shut down like over a hundred copies with just cease and desist letters. So we have about 10 patents in almost 20 countries and we did have a problem with uh, copycats on the market. Uh, as someone that's, you know, didn't know about that before and really driven hard for that, when that happened, uh, that obviously helped a lot of our retailers and our vendors as well to taking that off the market. But it was a defining moment for me that I was on the right track, this is right. Like, it's very difficult to get uh, a patent, especially a utility patent and worldwide. Um, and it's less than 14% of uh, women are individual patent holders. So I'm in that 14% now. Okay, let's sing that loud and proud. Less than 14% and you are in that 14% with your patents for Mobot. That yeah. is incredible. And, and then putting it to use shutting down those copycats to make sure that the product that you design, built, work for is the one that is available to purchase to do what you've set out to do. Incredible. Thank you. Yes, it was, uh, it was a defining moment for me. Sometimes, you know, we are hard on ourselves. That's how sometimes we get better by pulling apart what does and doesn't work and then taking what does and move forward very quickly. So sometimes you don't stop to, to celebrate enough. I know I'm guilty of that. Uh, when that happened, it was just, I don't know externally if the world felt it, but I was like, oh my gosh, all these years, some, okay, all right, maybe I'm up to something. And I'd been going for years already. We were already in, you know, retailers nationwide, but it was when I got that, I was like, okay, defensible intellectual property. That sounds masculine and cool. <laughs> and okay, so when you, when that happened, when the copycat pops up, Take us through your action steps after that. Like you see this really massive problem in front of you. How do you take on that, that big, big problem and, and not retreat? What were the <laughs> I think growing up with my sort of rugby and uh, background, I just jumped head in, head, head on in, um, I would reach out personally and just make them aware and say, if you weren't aware, you know, this is what we did. I feel like if you're trying to bring this product to market, then you must uh, care about people in the planet. Um, so I'll, I, and I would give options and, you know, having been in business so many times and, you know, failed and succeeded and all of that kind of stuff. Sometimes it was just a lack of awareness. So I would give an opportunity first. The lawyer I work with is like, Lani, I've never seen someone do this like it's usually like sue them and shut them down and like it don't come from a sue culture so um a lot of them we ended up turning into customers which was really really great got them to shut down usually you get them to destroy the product um 
for me, they've already taken resources, precious resources from the earth and someone's used it. So, uh, and they were not as um, high standard and as functional as ours, but in destroying it, like there's still opportunity. So I'd usually get them to give it away to a YMCA or a local charity group or, you know, a situation like that where they could use a reusable water bottle, take it off the market and, um, you know, turn them into hopefully a customer and be part of our community. I'm so happy I asked you that question because <laughs> It just, it shows so much about you as a person that there wasn't the sue, there wasn't the cease and desist, like destroy of the property. It was, how can we use it in a way that is not wasteful? And then, hey, here's an opportunity. It seems like, you know, you were interested enough in this process, in this product to invest resources to try to make your own. Why don't we turn you into a customer? That's incredible. Yeah, and I know the challenges I would have faced to get to market and stuff, and I've had conversations with a lot of people and I'm open to it because I want to see people succeed. Just do the right thing. If someone, I've done the right thing and, and protected my product and brand, do your research, do your due diligence, let's all do the, the right thing. I mean, look, don't get me wrong, I was infuriated and it was frustrating and angry. And I think the hardest part for me was seeing people take our words and take my words and copy everything like that visually as well, not just, you know, buy a product from a dodgy factory and bring it to market. I was like, you didn't do that, <laughs> I did. And so it was like, that. I mean, that's where you got to check your ego, have self-awareness and go, what's the big picture here, Lani? I wanted to create a brand that was an umbrella for growth and helping people and building community take a step back and go put myself in their shoes is what I try to do all the time and go maybe they just didn't know let's work it out fantastic okay so I heard you do stand-up comedy you mentioned <laughs> it a couple of times um you're also coaching is it rugby I, w I was pre-COVID working with uh, some uh, some local rugby uh, around town to for kids, yeah. And water skiing, is that right? Yeah, I grew up uh, water skiing and barefoot water skiing and, and all that kind of crazy stuff. So big fan of that. That's so awesome. How has uh, that helped your personal growth, having, having those... Um, I don't know. I want to, I don't even want to call it a, a hobby. It's more of a side hustle. Like you're dedicating yourself to doing these really cool things. You know, uh, rugby and doing a lot more extreme sports growing up and doing those crazy things. Um, I definitely face a lot more injuries and, you know, boys in Australia, are like you're a girl, you can't do it. And I'm like, ah, watch me. Um, so that's really helped me in business, having that little uh, chip on my shoulder from my upbringing. Um, but they, I think, like I said before, the things that you do that you overcome, whether you talk about them or you don't, they are your superpower. So recovery became my superpower, whether it was from an injury or adversity growing up and transforming that into having the courage to do whatever I want and not leave anything on the table. So typically if something does pop into mind and it brings up a feeling of fear instead of excitement or something like that, I will usually jump in and uh, give it a go because I really don't like having things that uh, stop me from being myself or trying. So, um, you know, you do it enough. I'm not afraid to fail. I mean, if I honestly fail every day, but it depends how you look at failure. Um, so, yeah, those things uh, push me and it's, it's kind of like a little it's like a bit of a drug really, uh, business and, and comedy, because you can never be really great. There's always something to improve. There's always improvement. So you're never done, which is awesome. So I have jobs for life. 
That is incredible. And it's been so much fun to, to talk to you today. And now's the time to get into the final four questions. And the first one is what advice do you have for women today so that they can level up tomorrow? Um, uh, gosh, that's a, a good one. Just, just one. Um, I, I did write more than one is okay. <laughs> um I think like I mentioned before not listening to a world that's trying to sell you on your insecurities um and you know loving loving yourself because you know that is the most powerful thing we can we can do for ourselves so turning inward um gosh uh let me think um I did write something down give me one second because I thought like no this is really important um uh, working on uh, your sort of grit, resilience and patience and having a plan and believing in yourself. That would be my advice. Oh, and sorry, getting good mentors, whether it's YouTube or a book or a podcast or reaching out and reach out even if they don't get back to you straight away. It's a numbers game like men, be like men with dating. It's a numbers game. Reach out, reach out, reach out, reach out, volunteer, ask for help. Uh, some of my uh, mentors have just come through, you know, DMs on Instagram and me like going uh, and hitting and hoping in a numbers game and to get a response and go, oh my gosh, amazing. Thank you. So, you know, making sure that you're always uh, chasing your what you want. I love the way you put that with mentorship as a numbers game. It, it, you know, don't be so laser focused on like one individual. Um, play the game. Get out there. Find a. There's so many people um, out there doing wonderful things. This podcast is a great way to get in touch. I haven't interviewed a single woman who has not said, "Hey, if you have questions or you need some help, reach out to me." They're yeah. available. It's available for you. Yeah, same. I will mention, sorry, quickly, the, oh, yeah, the book, The Four Agreements, which I think is now The Five Agreements, those are really uh, great staples to go by when you're trying to put yourself out there um, to not be afraid to ask for what you want and to not take it personally and always be doing your best so that we don't beat ourselves up so that we can rest well at night and then do it again the next day. That's the, um, I don't know, second or third time that book has come up on the podcast. I'll make sure to link it um, in the show notes and, and share it on Instagram. It's a quick, because, easy read. Yeah. And um, really an incredible guide for life. Yes. Where are you traveling to next? That'll oh, be fun. Goodness. That'll be fun oh. for you. Not oh, like thank you. I'm glad you added that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, is, that is key. Um, yes. Gosh, it looks like it might actually be home because I need to renew my visa. Um, but um, I re uh, while I'm down there, I love Southeast Asia. So I will most likely go through, you know, Thailand, Bali or Vietnam uh, as well. It's, uh, I just feel home there. I lived there for some time before I moved here and I really, really miss it. Oh man, I can't wait to hear all about it. Thailand is on my list and uh, you got to just do it. You got to. Yeah. It's it. a long way from here. It wasn't long it way is. from us growing up. So it was kind yeah. of in our backyard. So it was there more often, um, but it's, it's worth the trip. That's for sure. Amazing. What is your pump up song? <laughs> pump up song <laughs> uh so interestingly enough uh 
my pump up song for comedy walking down is uh, either <laughs> is either ACDC Back in Black or uh, I Will Survive the song from um, from uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. And I have three, Elton John, I'm Still Standing. So those three, if those are playing, maybe get out of my way if you can hear it, if it's not in my ears. <laughs> Awesome. The, the song I have on repeat right now is Another Love by Tom Odell. I just like love that one. Um, I'll link these up too. I sometimes in the newsletter, I'll send out uh, the list of all the songs that are mentioned by the guests because, you know, if you ask people, like it's probably something that you haven't been listening to lately and it's definitely inspiring and takes your mind in another direction. So these are. Oh, I love music. I've got a couple of links in my uh, bio on my uh, Instagram, Lani Cooper, um, to a couple of playlists. I'm starting to build out some playlists. I'm a huge music fan. Love it. Okay. And last question, what is your favorite quote? At the moment, uh, the enemy of a great life is a good life. And so that I think stops a lot of people, gives people a little bit of fear from starting if they're comfortable. Uh, I definitely find the more people that have been through a little bit more adversity and overcome something have a little less fear to start. So um, yeah, that's a, a quote that I live by to keep going for it. Stop me in my tracks with that one, left me speechless. That's amazing. So where can we follow and support you? And uh, most importantly, where can we uh, buy ourselves uh, a MoBot? Yes, uh, MoBot.com, uh, our website. You can also buy on Amazon, Nordstrom, Neiman, and Saks. Um, and our Instagram is MoBot Nation. My Instagram is on there as well, Lani Cooper. And again, same thing, uh, DM or ask any questions. We love hearing from it and sharing other people's stories. Reach out to us. Um, there's a sign-up code when you go there. I think it's roll with us is the discount code. And uh, yeah, I'd love, we'd love to have more role models. We call our ambassadors role models and I absolutely love them. Well, you know, at the top of my to-do list uh, following this interview is to buy myself uh, a MoBot. I wanted to surprise you by drinking one during this interview, um, but um, I, I failed at that endeavor. So my next goal is buying one immediately post-interview. Um, so the next time we chat, I'm going to send you, I'll text you a picture of myself with it. Yes, please. That'd be amazing. Make, uh, and make sure you use the, use the code. You're in, uh, whereabouts are you based again? Reno, Nevada. Oh, okay. Not too far. It'll get yeah. there pretty quickly. Yeah. Not too far. Just a quick jaunt from, from California. So, well, it has been such a pleasure uh, sharing your voice and your wisdom and your leadership journey with the audience. And um, I know this is going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much for being part of Leadership is Female podcast. Thank you so much for help, help having me and thank you for letting me be a chatty Cathy. <laughs> oh, you were phenomenal. With that, let's get into the top four takeaways. Number one, taking in the experience of anything you have had to overcome is your superpower. Number two, don't listen to a world that is trying to sell you on your insecurities. Number three, your biggest gains will come from working on your grit, resilience, and patience. And number four, 
create a mental toolbox, meaning have go-tos to help you get into a better state of mind, such as essential oils, positive moments in your history, or memories of success to tap into. These tools will help you to sustain positive emotion and drive. Hey leaders, if you want to be in for a treat, definitely subscribe to the show if you have not done so already, because we have so many amazing episodes coming up. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify, wherever you listen so you don't miss out. And if you leave us a review or post about me or tag Leadership is Female on your Instagram stories to talk about the show, we'll enter you into a giveaway. We're giving away something every single month. Some of my favorite things from my favorite work bag to my favorite sunglasses. Make sure that you spread the word and we will reward you for that. I'll also send you a personal thank you note and repost your comments and reviews. Last thing, did this episode bring you any insights, ideas, aha moments, anything you are inspired by? If so, take one second and share the link, post about it on your Instagram, text your friend, email, so many ways to share leadership is female. And if you do post about this show, again, don't forget to tag at Leadership is Female or at Emily Jansen or my awesome guest today, because knowing that this conversation made a difference for you means the world to us and we love to see it. Thank you so much. This podcast was recorded and edited by Emily Jansen, public relations by Paige Hegedus, and distributed by Anchor FM.